Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other public forums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before. In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, and social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Truth Revival. This is season three. I believe we're on episode four. What a great day it is to be podcasting. We came in a little early today because uh, we've all got stuff to do. We've got men in this room that are uh, they're hard to nail down, but we're so blessed to have them all here today. Uh, first and foremost, we got Mr. Nationwide. Brother Paul, how you doing over there? Good, man. What kind of hat are you wearing? I don't know. Oh, it's a Haller Brothers. How, who are they? They're out of Texas. Out of Texas. Listen, their clothes are legit comfortable. Some of your custom? No, they're not custom. I mean, they started as a small brand, and I kind of got into them about 10 years ago, and they've grown, but their clothes are so comfortable. If you've ever seen Mr. Nationwide live and in person, you know he's always styling and profiling. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> Listen, I just want to be comfortable. I want to be comfortable? <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> I, I remember one, when we were in high school, Joseph, uh, <laughs> Joseph Byers here today, one of my favorite people in all the world. I'm glad he's here. Uh, when we were in high school, uh, our senior year, my dad bought an old Dodge Dynasty car. It brand new, first brand new car I remember him buying. And it was like an old man car. And I'm like, Dad, why don't you get something that looks good? You know, something a little more flashy. He's like, You don't understand. I just want to be comfortable. Mm. And I, and I didn't understand. But Joe said earlier, we're pushing 50, and I understand now. Mm. I just want to be comfortable. That's right. <laughs> hey, man. I, the, we talked about the price of style and the sacrifice you make. But, um, yes, I would agree. I want to be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That's like uh, all these shirts now that just breathe. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't want to wear heavy cotton shirts. I'm the same. I, I don't, know. I don't want to sweat. You know, I just want to be. <laughs> I want my I want my clothes to breathe. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Breathe, so, baby, breathe. Right? <laughs> we also want to welcome to the show, brother Joseph Byers. Joseph, how you doing today? Doing great this morning, man. Appreciate it. Yes, we always love having Joseph on. Joseph gives uh, good insight, but he's also a fellow laborer in uh, our walk with Christ. So, Joseph, we want to thank you for being here. Um, well, Joseph, uh, tell us how you've been. What have you been up to? And uh, you can just kind of lead us into the topic, and uh, we're just going to let you go, brother. Yeah, everything's been good. I was just telling Paul, you know, just uh, just raising my kids. Nicholas is 15, and he's got a driving permit now and drove to Knoxville the other night, and it's kind of you know, kind of scary. <laughs> I mean, being on the passenger side and uh, my little girl, Anzi, being uh, fixing to be a, a freshman in high school and, you know, she's doing awesome. Um, I was telling Paul that my wife and I have such a wonderful relationship. Uh, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And mm-hmm. God, I mean, we've been together for 17 years and God's just blessed our marriage. And uh, we le- I learned to give. She learns to give. And I learned to, I'm, I haven't learned, but I'm learning to to love my wife as Jesus loved and gave himself to mm-hmm. the church. Yeah. And and we need to do that as men for our wives. And sometimes we live in this old mindset, just like this male shows like, well, she needs to be home doing this and doing that. But, but no, we need to love our wives. We, we need to, we need to promote what our wife needs in life and, and give to her and help her get to where she needs to get in life. Mm-hmm. Because 
the whole thing about being born again, the whole thing that God's trying to break down in us is is not drugs or alcohol or greed and pride. It is all that, but the biggest thing is just simply self. Just yeah. get our quit being so selfish. Everything is yeah. just about us, and uh, if we are, are inconvenienced, it makes us mad. And God's just trying to me personally. He's just trying to break me down from being selfish, so I can promote Him more mm-hmm. in a pure way. Because I don't want to promote you know half of me and then half of Him. I want I want to try my best to promote all of Him to my family, to my friends, to the body of Christ, to to the to the lost people out there. Because nobody really cares. What we know, this is a quote, mm-hmm. and, and let's say know that we care. Yeah, I mean, you can quote scriptures, you can you can talk to people and do this and minister and pray for them, but if if they just look at you, and think they're just doing that by the letter, they're just doing that by a law, they're just doing that because that's what they're supposed to be doing as Christians. Uh-huh. Now they want to know that we really care for people. Yeah, that's love, what they love know. covers the multitude. That's yes. right. you know it does. I mean, and, and you saying that kind of leads us into our topic today. Uh, in John, John 14, 27, right before that, you know, he's telling them that he, he washes their feet and he's telling them, hey, I'm going away. You know, I know which one of you I've chosen and who are, who are mine. And Peter's like, well, well, I want to go with you, being selfish. I want to go with you. And she's like, you can't go with me now, but you can come later. Yes. And, and Peter's like, whatever. And she's like, listen, you'll deny me three times. Mm. You'll deny me. And why Why does Peter deny him, really? Peter denies him because he's worried about what the world says. He's worried about what the world thinks. And a lot of times we gauge our relationships with our wife, with our children, at our work, with what the world thinks and the world standards. We mm-hmm. we measure that with the world standards. And, and Jesus says, hey, listen, uh, I'm I'm your fulfillment. I'm who, I'm who you need. Yes. He's in, in 27, he says, peace I give you. Not as the world gives you, but that I give you. Yeah. And he says, don't be afraid or let your heart be troubled. You know, yeah. and, and that peace, if you think about it, and if you look back in the Greek, that that peace, the translation of that says oneness, wholeness. Mm. He gives us his oneness, his wholeness, who he is. That's our peace, being one with him, being engulfed in him. And we won't be like Peter and worry about what the world thinks because we're so busy focused on the Father that that, that stuff don't even really matter to us. We're, we've got one agenda, and that's the kingdom agenda. And I think that's where a lot of times in the church, as Christians, uh, everybody in this room, we fail at times with that. But God's saying he's drawing us closer from glory to glory to glory, saying, hey, come unto me. I'm your, I will leave that peace that's oneness with me. You're knit together in who I am. Come unto me and let me do this. And when it takes off and that root springs up in you you become salt seasoned with savor and it changes everything roman you know i want to um give a little quote right here from aw pink Ooh, yeah (laughs) he said the genuine believer may be severely shaken and for a time deeply depressed Mm. but he will recover his poise and say god is still my portion and i shall not want wow we've all been at that place at some point in time where we've been severely shaken. And here Jesus is letting his disciples know, and you know, guys, what we've had is coming to an end. And he said, but I'm going to leave you some peace. Mm -hmm. The peace that the world gives is usually from the absence of conflict. Yes. And that's why they promote it. Right. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, 
And Joseph, when I hear you talk over there, I think, man, he's on a narrow road. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> you're just seeing God in everything. And that's a narrow road. There are very few people who are going to walk that road. That's true. There are very few people that are going to continue to serve the Lord, even though hell may be coming against them, even though the enemy may be waging war against them. But but here's the thing, though, and I want to say this. Before we can have the peace of God, which is kind of what you're talking about, we've got to have peace with God. Mm. Okay? Yeah. yeah. And how do we have peace with God? Because, you see, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. In essence, we are God's enemy. Subject to judgment. And God knew this. And that's why he sent a sacrifice, Jesus Christ, to pay our sin debt, to pay the penalty for sin. And so Jesus Christ is able to reconcile us and make us at peace with God. I think about all the people that's trying to collect bills from us, guys. You know, whenever you're not at peace with them when you owe the debt. Does that make sense? That's true, yeah. And they're always trying to collect. And sometimes the people running from them. Right, right. But when that debt is satisfied and when that debt is paid, you know what happens? All right, we're, we're at peace again. We're, we're back at we're back at square one. Paul, you know what that's like. You know, um, you're you're a contractor, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe 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 it's on the other side. Maybe you pay guys for a job, and um, you know they they're not fulfilling the work. Do you ever? Let me say, do you just pay them the money? And say, just get to it when you can. No, never. Or is it like? Hey man, you know we we signed a contract. I paid you. You got to handle this. You know you got to get this done. I need this done pronto. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like like right now, it's funny that we're even talking about this. But I've got a job right now. I subbed it out to a guy. All right, so he did the job. Forgot one plug. Failed failed the inspection. Well, I was supposed to give it the homeowner Thursday to get my money. Right. He said. He was he agreed to meet me and then when it failed the inspection because of the one missed plug, he's like, When I get that blue sticker, I'll pay you. Well, the guy doing the work's like, Well, when can I get my money? I said, like, When you pass that inspection. You know, uh-huh. you've got to fulfill your your end of the uh, of mm-hmm. the agreement. I can't just fork the money out because what if I fork the money out to you and then the dude goes berserk and don't pay me? You know, I've I've got I've got to have everything line up to collect the debt. Yeah. You know, and, and the same way with Jesus. We've got to line up because he already paid the debt, but we've got the line up. What was the last thing he said on the cross? He said, it is, is finished. finished. That Greek word is to telestai, or the Greek phrase, rather. And that means the debt has been paid. Yep. The price for sin has been paid. <clears throat> the price for sin has been paid. And as a result, we can now have peace with God because that debt's been paid. And now because we have peace with God as a byproduct of that, we now have access to the peace of God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Mm, that's good. You know, ain't that good? <laughs> but, but we all know the peace of the world. Whenever you just been able to look at the peace of the world and be like, 
man, everything is good and I'm happy. Everything, all is well. But that's not the kind of peace that God's saying right here. Mm-mm. He's saying when everything's chaos, <laughs> yeah. yes. when everything's breaking down, mm-hmm. when the world's against you. When you don't understand. When you don't understand. <laughs> that's the kind of peace he's talking about. Yeah. When you're troubled. When not as the world gives. He says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So, uh, Joseph, tell us why this uh, verse has resonated with you um, for the episode today. Uh, you know, <clears throat> let your hearts not be troubled. He's like, how can you let your hearts not be troubled? And then it says, trust in me, trust in God. So when we're really trusting in God, like you said, we, there's peace that the world gives. There is peace that the world yeah. gives. Like you said, well, everything's going good. But that peace with God, like you're talking about, Paul, it, it's intertwined. And it's mingled together as one. So when we have, when we have the true peace of God, that's because we're in Him, and uh, there, there's nothing else that can ever give us that satisfaction, that contentment, that true peace. It, it, it's in Him. I, I was talking to a group of guys last night. Um, this guy from Knoxville wanted to just get some men together because all their sons are 13, 14, 15. He just wants to kind of, you know, and I barely, we barely know each other. And we all got together and he just wanted some of us men to share to the young kids. And, and that's what, that's one of the things I was sharing. And uh, I know you've heard me say it a hundred times, Paul, when Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you, this place, you know, he said, you know, the way to this place. Uh, and Thomas said, well, we don't know where you're talking about. So how can you tell us we know the way mm. to where you're talking about? He said, because I am the way, yeah. yeah, the truth and the life. Yeah. So when we know that Jesus is the way, it don't matter if our jobs and cars and everything is falling apart. It, it, we're in a different dimension. We are in a different level. Mm-hmm. We're in a kingdom mindset. We're, not, we're in this world, but we're not of it because God comes in and he renews and transforms our minds into looking at him. All we see is him. Uh, Job said, even, he said, he talked to his wife. He said, if, if, if you call the good things God, you got to say this too. God's over the good and, and, the, and the bad things that yeah. happen. So every time I'm looking around lately, when, I, when I'm looking at the nature, the stars, the sky, the mountains, where I'm looking at people in sin and just, I mean, just people on the street or the body of Christ, whatever I'm looking at, I'm seeing the Lord. I can yeah. see him in every bit of it, man. So that's the truth. That's the only time we can really have true peace is from him. Because like you said, Paul, we're intertwined with him. We're, we're in the oneness with him. Our peace is in him and it's of him. And it has nothing to do with things that are happening out here, which are exciting and fun and good. And we're, we love it. That, that's not peace. Yeah. Just like, you know, true joy. Jesus said, for the joy for the joy he endured the cross. Yeah. What? How can you be happy going fixing to endure the cross? Because that's not we're not talking about happiness. We're talking about the the true deep joy and the true deep what true peace really is. Yeah, the fulfillment of what he was given to do yes. to draw us all back to him. I love up, up above that. He says, "Have you been with me such a long time that you still don't know me, Philip? <laughs> that you still don't know me?" I mean, we've been serving the Lord in this room a long time, mm-hmm. collectively a long time. Have you been with me so long that you still don't know me? I mean, think about the people that, that sit in the pews every week or the people that uh, that, that profess to know the Lord and, and the, the struggle they go through and 
the things that they're hit and, you know, that depression. Uh, people, I mean, I just came out of it. I know. I mean, I, I'm climbing out of it. I know I was, I've been depressed for a year. I get it. I, I was shaking and moved, and, and the Lord's bringing me out of that. Thank God. Praise your name, Jesus. Um, but have you been with me so long that you don't know me? How many of us really, uh, we, we, we acknowledge him with our mouth, but our heart is so far from him. But if you could just let your heart come unto me, come unto him, come unto me, and, and, and get that oneness and that quietness and that rest in who he is, my Lord, there's a peace that surpasses all understanding when you're at the foot of the cross, boys. Amen. When you're at the foot of the cross and you really let go and let God, my goodness, there's money cannot buy the presence of the Holy Spirit. And he says, Hey, I will, I'm sending this Holy Spirit to teach you to keep you in all things, to teach you and keep you in all things. If you will come unto me and trust that I'm going to leave you this peace, my goodness, money can't buy that. And, and I, I am burdened for the people that struggle with that because I see how I struggle so hard and it's so easy to, to struggle with it. And, and you think, well, just grab a gear and let's go, you know, mm-hmm. grab a gear and let's go. Let's serve the Lord. Let's do this. It's not always mm-hmm. that easy because mm-hmm. there's a fight in every man. You got a fight inside of you, Roman, that I can't fight. Mm-hmm. I've got a fight inside of me that only I can fight. I can't fight your fight inside you, but that's where we got to come together as one trust in that peace and pray for one another. I, I read, a, a, I think it was a Psalms yesterday. He says, uh, he says, I know the grass needs water. I know the grass needs water. If we know that God knows the grass when he's watered, why does he tell us to pray? Why does he tell us to have that communication with him? Lord, we're in drought down here, Lord. I, I pray in Jesus' name, you send some rain. Mm-hmm. He knows it needs rain. Yeah. But he also knows that he needs us to acknowledge that he's the one that can give it, and we got to request it from him because he wants that intimate relationship with us. That's and when we have that intimate relationship with him, that's when that peace abounds. I've not read this scripture in years and years. First uh, John it says, "He who does what is sinful is of the devil." Next verse: No one who is born of God will continue to sin. And I was thinking when I was young in the Lord, this confused me because I was the uh, he who does what is sinful is of the devil. I'm thinking. Well, I'm not of the devil. I'm born again. I, I'm, I'm in yeah. Jesus now. I was young and I was excited. I was like, I, this can't be true because he who does what is sinful, and I'm thinking, I still sin, but I'm not mm-hmm. of the devil. And then the next scripture says, no one who is born of God will continue to sin. And I thought, well, I'm born of God. I'm born again, born of the Spirit, but I'm still sinning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it was confusing until until God finally started showing that this seed there's two seeds living inside of us, and one is always going to sin. It's always going to trespass. That carnality, that natural man, that flesh man, he does not know the things of God. The things of God are contrary to him, mm-hmm. and, and they're an enemy of him. So that man, that seed living in us, he will never, he can never see God. He right. will always sin. But there's another seed living inside of us, that will not sin. Yeah. That spirit man, no, it, it knows no sin. It, it walks in victory all the time. So, so these two seeds that's living inside of us, um, we have to choose. We've always had a choice from the beginning mm-hmm. with Adam and Eve, w- with Jesus and the disciples. I mean, we've always had a choice. So we got to choose, uh, are we going to let this seed 
of carnality keep increasing and increasing this selfishness, this all this thing of who we are? We're going to let that keep growing, or are we going to say, no, I must decrease and he must increase so these two seeds living inside of us they're at war with one another yeah, and and except just if if we continue to let our our anger and the deeds of the flesh can well, it's just going to happen you think well i've been born again all this year it don't matter how long we've been born again mm-hmm. um for christmas i've never had an entertainment uh, a game system in my house i just never want to do it with it nicholas and Nancy, i told her i don't want no i don't want that i just don't want technology i don't want that stuff in here i just want to try to you know as long as we can stay away from that. So we did that for our whole lives, and it's been, it worked out fine. But this year, this Christmas, we got a Nintendo Switch. That's uh, probably old school now. But, <laughs> but, but we got one, and so we're playing, having a good time. So we got uh, 1986 Mario Brothers. Oh, wow. The original Mario Brothers on this Nintendo Switch. So we're playing. We're, I mean, I'm loving it, and I'm, like, getting mad. Because yeah. I'm because I'm losing so I'm getting mad and he was like, "Honey, you're going to take a break from this." And so me and Anzi were playing one day uh, last week, a couple weeks ago, and I got so mad I threw the remote control and I was just furious. And Ansley, Ansley, she just gets up and she goes, "Dad, I'm going to put my controllers down." And she just put them down and walked off, and it devastated me. I mean, she had nearly had tears in her eyes, and. uh you know, we all deal with things in life. My past was a lot of anger and stuff like that, and uh, and it rose up, and it's been rising up this whole time. This game, and when she finally walked off, I just walked outside and said, "God, I need help. I, I need help." And, and, I, and all these all these things just started flooding flooding my mind, my memory, my spirit. And God's like, "You've been walking with me for twenty five years, and you're asking me for help." It's your, it's your time. You mm. need to choose. You need to choose. Uh, uh, clothe yourself. Put on Christ. Put on the armor of God. He's like, quit asking me to do all these things. It's your turn. It's your turn. You choose, you choose to do this. So, so th- that's just what, um, that's what I was here to all this, man. We have to choose yeah. to walk in what God, yeah, God's given us peace. Yeah, God's given us revelation, wisdom, and insight, and understanding. He's given us so much. But if we don't use it, when God gives Peter the keys, he said, here's the keys. We got keys for everything, but we don't use them sometimes. Amen. So God's just saying, hey, don't blame it on me. Don't blame it on Adam. Blame it on yourself. You choose to take what I, I've given you everything. Everything that is mine belongs mm. to you. Yes. So you have to pick it up. You got to do something with it. Yes. Yeah. We often quote that um, scripture says, my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Joseph, we've got access, like you said, to the great blessings of God. And, uh, you know, the Bible says he gives unto all men liberally. Yeah. Asking you shall receive, knocking it shall be open. Yep. Um, God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Keyword, diligently. Uh, diligently. <laughs> now, now, you were sitting there and you was talking about um, rage quitting on Mario. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I got to thinking about the, um, oh. that old, it's, it's like an old Indian Indian story or Indian proverb or something. Um, about the the two the two wolves inside of us. Have y'all yeah. ever heard about that? Yes. There was this uh, young man, and uh, he he struggled with um, his anger, and the grandfather um, told him he said he he said, "Listen, he goes, we've got two wolves inside of us. You've got the good wolf, and you've got the the evil wolf." And the young boy was like, "Well, granddad, which one wins?" 
He said, the one that you feed the most. And yeah. that's just kind of an abbreviated that's telling yeah. of the story. Mm-hmm. But, but Joseph, like you, it's like there's times I know where my weak areas are. And I can see where I'm feeding that. Yeah, I'm just stoking that fire. And I'm putting myself in a situation where, you know, I know that that's, that's not a, it's probably the end result's not going to be good. It's not healthy, right? It's, it's not healthy. And, um, as born again, believers, we ought to be able to identify that in the spirit and, um, and say, you know, God, if, if this is something that, that you need me to do and you need me to conquer, uh, then give me strength in Jesus name. But, um, but God, if it's, if it's not for me, um, then, then Lord help me to lay it down Yeah, and, and help me to help me to give it up. Um, for me, Joseph, that used to be sports. Mm. I would get so tore up when it comes to sports, you know, after my glory days and, uh, you know, like now you're sitting in the stands and you can't do nothing about it. No, that's you true. can't do nothing to change the outcome Mm-mm. and people get so tore up and, and I got to noticing how ugly I was, I mean, God revealed that to me in the spirit, Yep. you know, mm-hmm. and I got to realizing just how ugly I was acting and, and I had to give up that competitive nature, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, you know, Paul, my team always wins. I'm, I understand. you know, I, I'm a, they call yeah. me a bandwagon. Yeah. You know, because it really doesn't matter to me who wins, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and I have to kind of remind myself though, Joseph, cause it's like, you know, whenever I, you know, whenever I start following UT and I start getting excited about it, and then they lose to South Carolina. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go, yeah. <laughs> it's like, so I have to go, okay, you know, we're not going to get into this thing too much. We're not going to get too excited, but I, I have to realize that that's something inside of me that can lead me to a downfall. Yeah. It's, it's what we, you know, where, where our treasures is, that's where our heart is. Yes. Um, we get so self-absorbed in things. And I, I don't know if I've told this story or not. Uh, this several years ago, we went to Indian Boundary, Heather and I, and just the two kids, we were uh, grilling hot dogs that, where the volleyball place is. And there was a group of people playing volleyball, and uh, they, were, they were really into the game. And uh, one of them, Nicholas and Ann said, I want to go over and play. I was like, well, they were in a pretty serious game. And I guess they heard us talking. So they walked over there, and they let the kids, I mean, they were little, let Nicholas and Ann play. And when they did, they just, the competitiveness, that stopped. And they just started playing. They was giving Angie the ball, giving Nicholas the ball. And it blew me away. And I, I was over there with Heather, and I just, tears in my eyes. I said, you know, I said, look at that. That is the nature of God. That's the character of God. They could have said, no, get back. We're, we're, we're in a competitive mm-hmm. game here. We're playing yeah. volleyball. We're, you know, we're trying to win. But they just stopped what they were doing. And I thought, you know what? I've seen, I've seen healings. I've seen the gifts of the Spirit operate. I've, we've seen some amazing things in the Lord in the last 25 years, just some miracles, miraculous things happen in the Spirit. But I was looking, I said, that right there is what I'm after. I'm after, I'm after that right there. If, if someone can be so into something, so absorbed in something, but it immediately just lay it down, that's what I want, man. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I want all that other stuff, but I, I want to walk in what them, and, and I told them, I walked up to them, I told them, I said, I don't know if, uh, you know, um, you know, how, how much you guys are in the Lord. I said, but you guys really portray the Lord to me today by doing this. And, uh, you know, so it's just so easy 
to stay in our mindset and stay where we're at and just stay selfish, stay, I'm on a time, I got to do this, I got to do that, instead of saying, man, I am here on this planet, Earth, to promote and be an ambassador and representative of Jesus yeah. Christ. And, and we get so caught up in work and life and time and schedules, we can't do that anymore because we're, we're caught up. Yeah. I don't want to do that. That's all <laughs> secondary. I mean, I want to promote Jesus in everything I yeah. do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we have to be in Christ and with Christ before we can do that. And I, I just want to be consumed in Him so I can really, truly do the work of an evangelist in everyday life. Amen. That's true. And we held such a great power and a great key when when we're his ambassador, you know, and that's what we are. We're his ambassadors. Listen to what the scripture says in this chapter here in verse 12 it says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do because I go to the father for him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all, all the things that he uh, encamps and who he is, that same thing is in you. And, and in me, and, and look down here, he says, whoever has my commandments, this is verse 21, and keeps them, he it is who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him, and listen to this, boys, and manifest myself to him. Mm-hmm. I will manifest myself to him. When he says manifest, that means to show. I will appear. I will become. I'm right there with you. That's unreal. You know, the place that we thrive is in his presence. That's the only way that we're going to find true fulfillment. And Joseph, as you said earlier, the true peace of God that lasts. And and guys, like that's the goal. You don't just get all of that when you get born again. True. It's not like butterflies and rainbows from here on out. Man, there are struggles. There are hardships. And there are times when it's like, God, have you forsaken me? Yeah. Where are you at, Lord? And uh, I can't all, I can't, I'm being be honest with you guys. There's been times whenever I've prayed that my prayers have not always been, you know, like a prayer of, there's been sometimes I've prayed bitterly. Yeah. There's been sometimes I've prayed selfishly. There's been sometimes I've been I've I've prayed in anger. And like I mean I know that that's not how to approach the throne of grace. But you talking about that relationship, God wants to hear your heart. Yeah. In all of those moments, God God wants to hear you. But I love this analogy right here. When God wanted to create a fish, he spoke to the sea. When he wanted to create trees, he spoke to the earth. But when God wanted to create man, he turned to himself. Mm. Then God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. What happens if you take a fish out of water? Dies. It'll die. What happens if you remove a tree from the soil? Dies. It'll die. Likewise, when man is disconnected from God, He's going to die. It's good, boy. He's going to wither up. He's going to die. God is our natural environment. Mm. He created us to live in His presence. We've got to be connected with Him because it's only in Him that we find life, fulfillment, peace, joy. May we stay connected to God. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
Irene, the Greek word for peace, says to join, to tie together into a whole, properly, wholeness. When all essential parts are joined together, God gives the gift of wholeness. I was just thinking about uh, that old hymn. You know, when when uh, when you when you have peace, you're happy, right? And I and I, <laughs> we're here talking in my mind. I can hear the old hymn. Trust and obey, for there's no other way mm-hmm. to be happy in Jesus yeah. but to trust and obey. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> that's the only truth and peace and happiness we're ever going to have. Wow, yeah, yeah. them old hymns, uh, they come back, boy. Second <laughs> Corinthians three five. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of ourselves, but our sufficiency is in God. That's true. Who made us. Able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit gives life. Hallelujah. Guys, we are minister of that. Mm -hmm. And how much did the Apostle Paul have to go through to realize that his sufficiency, his wholeness, his completeness was not in his own accomplishments or accolades or his own abilities, but it all came through Christ. It all came from God. And there's something Joseph that I've, um, that I've, uh, that I've told people um, who feel like God's given up on them, who feel like they've come to the end of their rope, who feel like, you know, they have no hope left. I say, you're right where you need to be. All all roads have led you to this moment, but God's forsaken me. No, you're right where God needs you to be in this moment. What you do next is going to determine the outcome. Mm-hmm. Are you going to continue to go down this road of self-sufficiency and, and fierce independence? Or are you going to humble yourself and turn to God? Yeah. Are you going to fall on the Lord? Give it all to God and say, Lord, here I am. Yeah. Use me. Whatever I have left, God, I'm yours. That's right. When when Jesus was, uh, they all approached him, and the Pharisees came and brought the prostitute and the man. Um, and after he said, you know, those who are without sin cast the first stone, and and so they all walked away. And he looked at the lady, and everybody was gone. And he says, "Where have your accusers went? You know, they're all gone." And he says, "Your sins are forgiven." You've been made whole, but then he made this statement. He said, "But go and sin no more." Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's it's not like we're trying to be legalistic and lawful, but but we do have our part. We got to do. It's yeah. not just like uh, like you quote a while ago. It is finished. Yeah, it is finished. But but it's Jesus. His work is finished. But now our work still continues. We still yeah. have to make a decision and make a choice to step away with the power of God that He's given us and the grace of God. We can't. We can walk away from things. But we can't do it in ourselves. And that scripture you was quoting uh, there about being in in God, our sufficiency is in God. Sometimes we try to make it in the things of God. Like, well, mm-hmm. if I can just read my Bible this morning or have my devotional or go to church, that that stuff can only last so long. That's 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 kind of a temporary thing. We have to walk in Christ all the time. And, and I know that's hard. We don't do that. But if if we really want to have a victorious life, it's we're not going to get it thinking that, well, if I can just do this, if I can just get this scripture today, or if I can just have this devotion, or go to church, go to youth, go to Sundays, do all that. I mean, and I do every bit of that I'm talking. I do it all. But that's really just a part of it. 
what to be in Christ is just to be at work. Yeah. Driving down the road, just God flood my mind, speak yeah. to me, not by the letter, like you said, but by the Spirit, give me life, you know, mm-hmm. pour out, you know, just be with me. So we got to constantly thrive and hunger and desire. And actually, the word seek, when you seek God, it means to require. We have to require that. It's not just like, oh, yeah, I, I have a strong desire. No, we got to actually need that. It's got to be essential in our life. We, we need to be, to, we need to require to walk in the presence of God if we really want to. Uh, be victorious and be able to give people the salt and the light that, that God's given us. You know, Jesus said that in him we could have life and have it more abundantly. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember back in the day whenever there was, you know, standard definition TVs and then there were HD TV. Now we've all got HD TV just about it, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, I grew up and we had to go outside and turn the antenna to, to, to get a, to get a good channel. You know, we didn't have cable or nothing like that. We had, we had three channels, but you had to turn the antenna to get, to get a different channel. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's some people that are still living in SD. They're still living in standard definition and it's, and it's most likely by choice. They have life. Okay. They have life, but in Christ, you can have life, but have it, more abundant there are there is a greater depth Mm -hmm. of life joseph when you're walking in the spirit when you're living Mm -hmm. according to god's plan and god's word not pursuing after your our own selfish ambitions Mm -hmm. and you see that's the peace of the world yeah you know the uh, every man whenever he looks at the works of his own hands he's content he's happy you know or if his if his uh if his wife is ha- happy, wife happy life. If his kids are healthy, he's happy. If his you know if his roof's not leaking, he's happy. If he's got a full belly, he's happy. But you see, those things are temporary, yeah. and it's almost like we're just constantly we're constantly in the rat race. Yeah, we're constantly in this in this life, you know. That's just it, there, there, it's, you know it, it's unending. Yeah, we're we're always trying to to feel that desire. And, and keep up with the Kardashians or keep up with the Joneses, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? It always leads to more. Yeah. We've got to have more of this. Mm-hmm. And you know what will make us happy? More money. You know what will make us happy? If our children get that Division One scholarship. Yeah. You know what will make us happy? If we get that boat or if we get that camp or if we mm-hmm. finally get that new car. Yeah. Let me tell you. All those things are great and good, but without God, yep. it's just stuff. Yep, that's right. And it's going to pass away. Yep. It's going to come to an end. Yeah. And I've seen people who've had all those things, and they've just been broken inside. Mm-hmm. I've seen families who have had all that stuff, and the husband and wife end up getting divorced. Yep. That's not living. No. That's not. That's not. To me, that's just that just that's the world. That's the stuff that the world gives. Yeah. But Jesus said, "What I give unto you, mm-hmm. man. What I give unto you, mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> what I give unto you. Ooh. Let me tell you what oh, uh, Paul said in um, this is in Second uh, Corinthians chapter number four. We're troubled on every side, yet we're not distressed. We're perplexed." but not in despair. Mm-hmm. I'm down, but I'm not out. Persecuted, but not forsaken. 
cast down, but not destroyed. Hallelujah. I hear that song in my mind. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's a spirit word. That's spirit talk. That has nothing to do with the natural. And I want our listeners to know that there's nothing wrong with having campers and boats and trucks and jobs and money. He's not saying that. But Paul said having nothing but possessing everything. Yeah. He had nothing. He he don't have nothing. I mean, he's been beaten and shipwrecked and naked and and without uh, clothes and without food. He said, I had nothing, but I possess it all. I Mm. possess, because the kingdom of God is not outward. The kingdom of God is inward. That's where it belongs. And he said, he said, I've learned this. He said, I've been, I've had plenty and I've had nothing. Mm -hmm. I've had lots of food and I've had no food, but I've learned the secret to be content in all things, whether we're having nothing or having a lot, I've learned to be content. Okay. And and that contentness is something that only the Spirit of God can give you. There's not a counselor or a director or an advisor that can say anything to you unless it's a Spirit-led word. And when that Spirit-led word comes out, it changes you. And you got peace without anything in your life, with, that, with everything going bad. You still got this wonderful peace that we're talking about. And that only comes through living in the spirit of Amen. God. That's right. I mean, Matthew six thirty three. he says, seek ye first mm-hmm. the kingdom of God yep. and all these other things. Yeah. They'll be added unto you. Everything has its rightful place. Yeah. Yep. But guys, when we get it all out of order, we won't have that peace, Joseph. Right. No. We won't have that peace. And like, how can you explain that? How do you explain it when, when all the world is against you? Mm-hmm. Or Nebuchadnezzar says, you got to bow. I'm going to throw you in that fire. Yeah. What? How do you explain when you're in the fire and there's one with you? Yeah. And you know that you know you're not gonna be for but God's with you. Yeah. You come out and you're not even smelling like smoke. Yep. That's I mean that's God right <laughs> that's there. That's awesome. <laughs> or Amen. you know, how do you explain whenever there's a giant in front of you? Mm-hmm. Here's a I heard an old quote one time and it said, If if there's a giant in your life, God's calling you to be the David. Yeah. There's yeah. a David inside of you. Yeah. But that takes courage and that takes boldness. That takes trusting in the Lord. Yeah. Right? I think it's what Paul said at the, earlier at the beginning about that word in peace really meant it means a oneness. Yeah. That everything we're talking about and describing, the only way that we can really have that is to be one with him. Yeah. And 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 that takes years. That, that takes a long time of developing him inside of us and and making even though you know, we came from his image. It takes a long time, but but that oneness, just being being a part of him. Yeah. What does he say? The Lord's talking. He says, when he's praying, he says, I and you, you and me, mm-hmm. and us and them. Yeah. Amen. That's it. I and you, you and me, and us and them. He prays that yeah. for us. Mm-hmm. Back then, when he was petitioning the Father, he prayed for us. It's not a 12-step process. No. It's not like his boxes, boxes, well, I've done this, check, I've done this. You've got a hunger and thirst after righteousness. You'll be filled. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a desire to be in God's Word. Mm-hmm. Guys, the Word of God is more accessible now than it's ever been, mm-hmm. and yet the children of God are nearly illiterate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. That you is. know? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. no, I'm, I'm not, <clears throat> see, that's the thing, like, we we have to grow in it. You you if you if you want the peace of God, you've got to have peace with God. Well, Jesus gave us the peace with God, 
And now the piece of God, that's, that's on us. Yeah. We've got to go after that. We've got to pursue after that. We've got to study with this. We've got to study his word. We've got to pray and seek the Lord. Let God know the petitions of our hearts. And, and you know what? Even when you don't know what to pray, I love this in Romans. The Bible says he understands the groanings mm. of our spirit. Yep. Mm. There's been times I didn't know what to pray. But I said, God, hear my heart. Hear, hear these tears. Understand. And God knows. And it's just like I'll have some quiet time with the Lord. I don't have to say anything, Joseph. Mm-mm. Paul, he knows. Yeah. yeah. He knows. Yes, he does. All right. Lord. There's also been plenty of times whenever I've been watching Netflix and God said, go read your Bible. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I'm good. I like it. <laughs> or, you know, it's, hey, uh, you know, we've all got those things where God said, hey, spend time with me. Mm-hmm. And we're all like, no, we don't have time. Yeah. If we... If we continue in that, we're headed for a breakdown. True. You're headed for heartache. But if you have a desire if you have a desire to spend time with the Lord, man, that peace is going to come. Yes. That yeah. that I mean, God is going to bless your life. God's going to grant you fulfillment and joy, mm-hmm. peace that passes all understanding. Yep. I mean, and like I said, how do you get it? In his presence. Yep. You got to have a desire to be with the Lord. Uh, I mean, that's the, I love that. And that's that peace, not as the world gives, mm-hmm. but it only comes from above. Joseph, thank you for coming on the show today. Just give us some closing thoughts over there, brother. Yeah, I want to just read this closing scripture. Um, Paul saying, <clears throat> I pray also, and I just want to, you know, say this to us three and all the listeners. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you to the riches of the glorious inheritance in the saints. So, yeah, I'm just praying that that God will enlighten us. He will open our eyes and our hearts, our understanding, and he'll reveal to us that being in Christ alone is what we need. And, And to do that, it's like we've already said, it's more than just a desire. We got to get to the point where we require this. Mm. This is essential in our life. We, we we have to have this. And it's not a burden. The more we get into this, the more you, we just fall in love with him and we fall in love with his ways, his statutes, his laws. We, we be, it begins to be a part of us. We're like you said, Paul, I mean, I, that's, that's kind of just standing out to me that oneness with him, being one with Christ and, um, I thank God that, that there's a oneness in him. And there's not just a oneness with me and God, but there's a oneness with me in the body of Christ. Amen. The body of Christ, is it's always been essential mm-hmm. to me in my 25 years, and it, it's, it's strengthened and helped me tremendously. And, and I wouldn't be where I am right now without the body of Christ, without just the, the, the strength that I gain, the, the, just the, everything that I get from the body. It's, it's helped me tremendously. So I'm so thankful for Christ alone, yes, but for his temple and his body that has fed me yeah. over all these years. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing that, Joseph. Brother Paul? Speaking of that, the body feeding you, listen to what Paul says in Colossians here. 
He starts out says, and also from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. This is so good. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins." a.k.a. the Prince of Peace, Amen. the peace that surpasses yes. all understanding. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Gosh, Paul, I feel like we need to talk about that in Colossians. It's good. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the next yeah. part is the preeminence of Christ. Oh, man. <laughs> That's good. But, but you know, it's, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, you don't find that contentment, that peace overnight. When you get saved, you've got the peace with Christ, with God, because of Christ. But man, peace with God, being able to be content in all things, having faith in Him, that takes time. Mm. It takes time to learn to trust in the Lord. Yes. And you know what I found in to be faithful? Amen. David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. It's true, boy. God's faithful. So Truth Revival listeners, be encouraged out there. Um, Joseph, thank you for coming on the show today. Um if you've enjoyed the episode, be sure to check us out on uh, Facebook at Truth Revival 37385. Brother Paul, been a good day. Praise God. For Paul Chapman, I'm Roman Hamilton. We're out of here.